1: Today, we have Brian King with us, who's the co-founder and CEO of Rialto. Rialto is a next-generation marketplace that unlocks opportunities in the real estate and other secondary investment markets. They're connecting buyers and sellers like never before and modernizing their portfolio with less volatile and more versatile investment options. Thanks so much for being with us, Brian. I'm glad to be a part of this. So looking at your, your history, you have quite a storied career in exchanges. Um, BATS, New York Stock Exchange, and you threw that all behind and became an entrepreneur. What the heck did you do that for?
0: Well, I had a lot of experience uh, that I was able to glean from. Again, as you mentioned, I was fortunate to be a part of a fantastic startup called BATS. Um, many people probably don't know the name BATS. It's not a household name, but BATS grew in a, over about a 10-year period of time from a startup to ultimately being acquired by the Chicago Board of Options for $3.4 billion. So an incredible run. I was fortunate also to be able to be kind of the first person on the ground to build BATS Europe. So I actually moved over to London for a period of time, built BATS Europe, um, moved back. It was... I'd actually just take a pause to say London is probably my favorite place in the world to be. Um, (laughs) so, uh, but anyway, and then, uh, had an opportunity after I left, uh, bats to be a part of the New York stock exchange, which again, you go from a startup mentality to something that's one of the oldest companies in the entire country. So it was fantastic to be a part of the New York stock exchange for, um, for four or five years. Um, fantastic. Um, but, one of the things that I saw when I was at the New York Stock Exchange was everything was being focused on trying to drive things to the public markets. But what was fascinating to me is that we just kept seeing more and more growth in the um, private side of the markets. And so we're starting to slowly see technology evolve in that place, and um, and in my opinion, the private markets, um, particularly around the alternatives, is just gonna continue to grow.
1: So is it exciting to be back to being an entrepreneur? You had all the support of the New York Stock Exchange, and now it's like scrambling to get everything done, working 100 hours a week, or maybe not. But how's that been?
0: No, it's been great. I mean, deep at my personal core, I'm most excited when I'm creating something new. And so this is definitely creating something new and uh, creating something that actually hasn't ever been done before. So we're um, kind of at the front end of technology, front end of a new market, and uh, it's been exciting to be um, able to start something like this.
1: More and more people, more and more advisors are talking about alternatives, wanting to learn more about alternatives. Why is that?
0: Yeah, I think what most people are seeing is that by the time a company gets to the public markets, so much of the growth has already been taken out of it, right? Um, and so a lot of people see that uh, the public markets almost feel like it's for the average investor. And so I want to be a part of the um, the markets that are not just average returns. I want to be a part of something that's getting something that's 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 groundbreaking and, and that type of thing. So you're seeing more and more unicorns, um, decacorns. Heckacorns, like <laughs> there's so many different uh, names that are happening, but companies are waiting so much longer to become public um, companies. Uh, so the access that people have to those companies is, is um, less and less available, but things are changing, and we're actually starting to see more and more people have access to those. And
1: that's why you're seeing more and more companies similar to yours pop up in a lot of different ways. Um, w- what is Rialto and how is that different from some of the people that I'm seeing pop up?
0: Yeah, so Rialto is, again, at its core, um, a secondary market. Um, and so there's other things, other features that we're able to provide um, to help onboard uh, a new product onto a, onto a platform or something like that, helping them to potentially raise money, et cetera. But at the at the core, we're a secondary market, and so there's there are very few secondary markets in the um, in the private space. You see, secondary markets that are focusing on corporations. So um, that has largely been flushed out. So I mean, we're starting to see a lot of growth in that area. What we're not seeing is secondary markets in the real estate end of the alternative spectrum. So alternatives as a whole is about $11 trillion marketplace. Um, so not small. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, the real estate end of that is about 4 trillion, 4 trillion of that 11 is real estate um, related products. And there is no um, marketplace specifically designed for, for that. Uh, so yes, you, uh, there are other companies that are helping to facilitate technology for raising new money and that, but a lot of times there isn't an exit that's planned for those securities. Um, so somebody might invest in it and they know that when they invest there, they need to hold it for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Um, but things change. Opportunities arise and sometimes people want to be able to have an opportunity to get that money back. Um, and so that's why we're creating a secondary market.
1: That real estate opportunity that you're seeing, the $4 trillion, how do you define that real estate in that?
0: Sure. So there's um, probably one of the most commonly known products that would exist in that world would be something like a non-traded REITs. So publicly registered, it's filing its K's and Q's. Um, and so those are typically raised um, by broker dealers um, for their clients. Uh, and though that is a very traditional um, product. Historically over time, those ultimately either get acquired or get listed on an exchange. Um, but a lot of times they stay private for 10-year ten- ten period of time. Um and so that would be like that'd be one. Another type of a product would be um something that's raised uh in on a from a private fund perspective. So many times you might have a fund that's has 250 million dollars in it, maybe there's a hundred different investors in it. Um and so those private funds, usually where it's all under one single operating agreement, that would be another great opportunity for um there to be a secondary market liquidity there.
1: Are these kind of opportunities difficult for the individual investor to get their arms around and understand?
0: In many cases, um, for the alternatives in general, yes. When it's a private um, investment, oftentimes the amount of disclosures, the amount of uh, things that are being transparency is fairly limited. Uh, one of the things that we're trying to solve um, as well is trying to add additional information Um around those individual investments. So we're trying to say there's a minimum level of transparency that needs to exist for that product to be listed on our platform.
1: Are you working or want to work with financial advisors and get the word out and get more awareness with them to discover what you're doing and why it's beneficial?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Again, we're seeing advisors today are um, using alternative investments more and more in their clients' portfolios, and uh, we 100% want to be able to work side-by-side with um, the advisors to be able to help their customers either find new opportunities or um, be able to have an opportunity to sell current existing investments that they have on their portfolio.
1: Now, you started this business in January of 2020, which, I mean right at the beginning of all this craziness that we've had for the past year and three quarters. Was it beneficial to not be able to travel around and hunker down and really focus on creating something that you has probably been in your brain for a long time? Or was it difficult?
0: So most of 2020 was spent, um, the first six months, let's say, was spent on developing the plan for the business. And then the last six months was spent focused on raising money for the business. Um, so we were able to find um, some great partners uh, that it invested in the company. And then as of January 1 of this year, um, we actually started building the technology. Because, again, as I mentioned, we're a fintech company, so mm-hmm. technology is at the core of everything that we do. So building it is is is. And building it in a, in a safe environment where you're able to um, make sure that you're, you're able to meet all the right standards, et cetera, is really, really important to us. Uh, but back to your question of um, what it was like to be able to start a business in, uh, during a pandemic was really fascinating. The fact that we spent six months uh, raising capital where we weren't meeting anybody face-to-face. The majority of the investors that gave us the money, the seed capital money to build the business, I never met them in person. Isn't that crazy? Mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. Yeah, because, I mean, money,
1: you you want to see somebody and meet them and, you know, fist bump them, and this is all through Zoom or Zoom. whatever you That's used. right, that's yeah.
0: right. You know, one thing that was really fascinating, though, and I, and I do think you, you mentioned uh, a storied career or whatever, yeah. um, which, again, I, I'm, I was super blessed to be able to have the career that I have had to this point. Um, but it, it was also worth mentioning that my co-founder, his name is Jeff Kinney, um, he has had a storied career himself and uh, really has focused on the alternative space for his entire career, um, whether it was helping to design new products, uh, creating uh, distribution um, teams, uh, again, he worked with um, Howard Lutnick at, at Kenner Fitzgerald to be, be able to build out the entire distribution for the real estate end of their alternative business, and now they're this you know, mega company with, as it relates to real estate uh, securities. So um, so again, the, I think it was the combination of the two of us being able to come together and be able to say, hey, this is the vision. This is what the opportunity is. And it was something that was unique. It was different. So there were a lot of people that just grabbed onto that and said, this is going to be something special.
1: Right. You know, there's, there's a lot about money out there. You see people raise $100 million for this or whatever for that. But you still have to be incredibly buttoned up with what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're going to make money for them back.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's um we're again, we were very intentional about how we said we we're gonna do it. There's a lot of distractions that come because people wanna say you need to go this direction or you should go to this direction, or have you thought about going this direction? Um but we were very intentional about how we wanted to set out and do it. Um again, we do want to have an impact on all of the alternative market, but we do want to be intentional about focusing on real estate, at least initially, because, again, it's it's a big market. And if we can stay focused, um, provide opportunity for um, investors, both on the buy side and on the sell side, um, create opportunity for them, uh, I think that's, that's really what we want to be able to focus on.
1: So what part of the business has launched and what's coming?
0: So that's a great question. Um, we actually haven't launched yet. <laughs> um, and so uh, I will say that the actual launch is imminent. Yeah. Um, in that uh, right now, we're just waiting on the final approval from FINRA. And uh, once, uh, as soon as that happens, all the technology is complete. Um, we just keep adding additional enhancements. Um, in fact, uh, so this is for our phase one um, for our business, and uh, what we talk about as far as our phase. So phase one is really going to be addressing the publicly registered stuff, like I mentioned the REITs earlier. Um, so very, you know, first thing out of the gate, we'll be launching um, we'll be launching REITs on our platform to be able to anybody who has who currently owns it, you have the opportunity to sell those right out of the gate. Uh, phase two, we've actually, while we're waiting for FINRA, um, we started building out the blueprint for our phase two, which that will start addressing the, the private real estate. Um, so it's they're similar in function, but actually separate on how you settle and clear those investments. So we're doing a lot of work on being able to figure all that out. The thing that I should mention is, This market has both on the the REIT side and the private real estate side has historically been incredibly paper driven, Um, meaning that there's always lots of things to sign and et cetera. We have taken a hundred percent of the paper out of all of the investment process, both on the, um, on signing up a new account, on disposing of an account, on everything in between zero paper. That's great. Um,
1: you're going to start in real estate and to see how this flies before you go into other spaces, because it's such a big market, you may not even have to. Is that kind of the plan?
0: It is. Uh, I think, you know, again, staying focused, um, it's, you're having to, in order to create awareness um, for people to know what you're doing as a new company, uh, mm-hmm. you you want to be able to start out on a s- somewhat focused basis uh, just to be able to get the message out there, right? So if we can point to one specific class of, of people and say, hey, this is the story that we're telling. These are the opportunities for people to buy. And anytime you're creating a market, really the hardest thing is being able to you create the technology, That not to say that that's easy because it is challenging, but... Uh, It's really being able to create a balanced buy side and sell side. Um, And so for us to be able to come out with every different type of product all at once, it would be very challenging to be able to help somebody um, market their investment um, all at the same time. So it's staying focused allows us to be able to help um, each individual new product as they come on the platform.
1: Ever wake up and go, what the heck did I do? Or this is full steam ahead.
0: Uh, I would say so far, no. Um, It's been incredibly um, exciting, motivating. Um, I would say that um, outside of the time that I spent in London um, building BATS Europe, I would say this has been the most exciting time of my career. Um, Getting to build something fresh and new that's different, and you know how it's going to impact the investor community. And picking people you want to work with. That's another major deal. I mean, the, the guys that we're working with were truly creating a company that is focused on the the core of the people. People are what matter the most within our organization.
1: And are you located in the same place or is everybody everywhere?
0: for the most part, we're located in the same place, yeah. which is in the booming metropolis of Overland Park, Kansas. Um, so Kansas City has uh, slowly over time become uh, a little bit of a Wall Street of the Midwest. Um, obviously, Chicago has the larger um, presence in the as far as the trading community is concerned. But uh, with the companies like TradeBot, um, who was part of who helped form BATS and the major presence that BATS has had there um, and many other major firms uh, that are based in the Kansas City area. Um, It has become quite a financial network.
1: I don't think the flyover states are flyover anymore. I think there's a lot of those states that are housing a lot of companies that are attractive to a lot of people, cost of living, and quality of life.
0: I 100% agree. Um, The quality of life is kind of second to none. I'm a guy who was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm a Florida guy. um, And most people say, why in the world did you move from Florida to Kansas? But that's a totally different story for a different podcast.
1: If people want to know more about Rialto and you, how can they get a hold of you? Uh,
0: They can reach out to me directly. They can go to our website, uh, which is rialto.ai and uh, AI for Alternative Investments. Ah. And uh, and then, of course, uh, they, they could, of course, reach out to me directly, brian.king at rialto.ai.
1: Brian, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been quite a pleasure.
0: It is great to be a part of this. Thank you so much.
1: Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikinen.